Leaf, I think uh, I'm very strong on definitions. Let's let's understand what it is that we're talking about. What is the power of belief? Okay, so to give you context of why I chose to talk about belief. So I'm the I'm from the Change Creator Institute, mm-hmm. and we believe that there's a formula for change. Now, when it comes to belief and Something else that I want to talk about is Mm. willingness in relation to belief. It's an ingredient that's required for you to bring about change Mm. within Mm. any area of your life. The first time I was here, I spoke about dissatisfaction. I defined what that is. Once you have a considerably high level of dissatisfaction in your life, it'll lead you to creating a goal for yourself. Mm. Mm. So now where belief steps in is that for your goal to come true, Mm -hmm. you must believe that it can happen to you. So that's the context of belief. Now, our definition of belief is to believe something. I mean, it's to accept, rather. I shouldn't use the word in the definition. To accept something to be true in the absence of any evidence that it's true, in the absence of any proof that it is true. Mm, Okay, I hear you. I hear you. So in essence, I mean, if I could make an analogy, and it will probably be Mm. a very basic analogy, Mm. it's, for example, the the notion of of, Mm. uh, that a lot of religious people have in in Mm. believing in a God. Yes, uh, yes, or yes. into in 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 a higher entity, and and there might be a complete and utter lack of any mm. physical or scientific evidence mm. proving or mathematical whatever evidence proving that there is such an entity, but yeah. you believe it nonetheless. You accept the existence; uh, it's existential to you. It's it's what defines you in su- certain instances. Mm. That's the way it is. You don't need someone to come and say, but let's look at a couple of textbooks or a couple of formula uh, to to prove that it does exist or doesn't exist. It exists anyway. Yes, That's what yes. you understand. Sure. Perfect. And there's a, I'm glad you mentioned religion because it's a, it's a powerful driving force when it comes mm, to belief. Mm, mm. And there's a wonderful story, an example that I can use from the Bible, which is one mm-hmm. of the biggest religions in the world. So there's a story in the Bible about a blind beggar called Bartimaeus. Mm-hmm. Now, he was by the roadside doing what he does, being blind and begging for money. Uh-huh. But on this particular day, he heard like there was a commotion. There was something going on in the air and he couldn't put his finger on it. Yeah. So he asked someone, what's happening? What's going on? Mm-hmm. And then someone replied, Jesus of Nazareth is down the road and he is on his way here. Uh-huh. So in that moment, Bartimaeus got so excited. Something within him lit up. And he said to himself, oh my gosh, he's here. Today is the day of my healing. Mm. So cut a long story short, somehow he ended up standing in front of Jesus. He Mm. screamed for Jesus. People were telling him, shut up, shut up. He's got more important things to do than to deal with the likes of you. He carried on screaming and he found himself in front of Jesus. So Jesus asked him a very powerful question. And he asked him, Mm. what do you want me to do for you? Mm -hmm. And Bartimaeus responded, I want to see. Mm-hmm. So the in, in relation to what we're talking about, Bartimaeus decided at the moment that he heard Jesus was here, he believed immediately that I'm going to see. Yeah. If I could just get in front of this guy, I will see. I'm sorted. Yeah. So he did everything he could. Uh-huh. And when Jesus healed him, he said, your faith, your belief has mm, healed mm, you. Mm, mm. He didn't ask him, do you love me? Do you believe in me? Have you given your life to me? All Are those you going to be there every Sunday? All those layers that we get caught up in. Are you a Jew? Tithes. Are you coming on Sunday? <laughs> Are you paying me money? <laughs> he didn't You're going to look him. after your pastor. None he of those things. He didn't ask him. He just said, what do you want me to do for you? And he uh, said, uh. I want to see. 
your belief has healed you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a powerful story that illustrates what belief is. No, uh, indeed, definitely. And then for me, that's, uh, that's, that's probably the best analogy in this particular instance. So mm. now we're looking at the issue of belief. Now let's bring it closer to sort of practicality and reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, because all too often, I, I find and I interact in, in, in my day job in, in this particular space, mm-hmm. all too often what I find is, is that there's a disjuncture between what my reality is now versus mm-hmm. the, rea- the reality that I seek. And sometimes it doesn't have to be a big thing. You know, it's not, mm-hmm. we're not talking about someone who wants to win the lotto, but someone who just yeah, simply sure. wants to have a job because you could mm-hmm. believe as much as you want to in, in, in whether you want mm-hmm. to win the lotto or not. And you can buy mm-hmm. lotto ticket after lotto ticket. There is not necessarily something that you can believe, um, you know, will by yourself, or mm-hmm. in my mind at least, that you can will into mm-hmm. winning the lotto. But mm-hmm. say, for example, a job, um, mm-hmm. say, for example, a house, mm-hmm. very basic. Mm-hmm. All too often, we find ourselves in circumstances where even those small, achievable, relatively achievable things mm-hmm. seem so far and beyond from us. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a disjuncture between what is possible? Mm-hmm. And what you believe is possible. Is there a disjuncture? Okay, so one of the questions I get asked a lot, especially when I'm doing group coaching, is exactly that. I mm, want to mm, win the mm. lotto, Mayo. <laughs> Can I win the lotto? You know? And uh. the, the question I always ask is, what is it that is behind your desire to get what it is that you want? Yeah. Because when we believe for something, more often than, than not, we're believing in the thing that we believe will bring us what it is that we truly want. Mm, mm. So... In relation to the lotto, if you're wishing to win the lotto, it's not the lo- it's not the money that you actually want. It's what you believe the money that the it's what you believe the money can get for you, right? Yeah, exactly. So perhaps you're looking for security, you're looking for um, comfort for your family, etc. In, in that instance, that's what applies. Now, to go back to the example that you've given, something like buying a house or, mm, or mm. getting a job, most people don't have a burning desire. Mm-hmm. Most people don't believe that they can get that. And the reason that most people don't truly believe is because they form a lot of layers as to why they can't get it. So most of us desire having something. Most of us daydream about getting something. But with belief, you have to be willing to do whatever it takes to mm. make it happen. So if you're wishing for a house, have you even started looking for houses exactly are you sitting there waiting for someone to say oh here's some house keys do you know the cost of the house that you want to get do you know the area that you want to live in because the more you focus on the end result that you want in your belief the more you picture mm, this house mm, mm. john coho has written a wonderful book called um mind power Yes. So there's a technique that he uses in there called uh, visualization. Mm. It's actually a technique that's shared amongst many coaches, but he goes into great detail about the power of affirmation. I mean, of um, visualization. Mm. So visualization essentially means seeing what it is that you want clearly in your mind before it comes into being. And the reason for that is because of the how the mind works. So I'm specifically talking about the subconscious mind. So you have your conscious mind, your awake mind, your mm-hmm. thinking mind, your reasoning mind. And then there's also... The mind this, we are hopefully yes, using at this moment. Yes, and the <laughs> listeners as well are listening through their five senses. It's what you experience through yeah, your five yeah. senses. That's your conscious mind. And then your subconscious mind is something that's impressed on it. So mm. in order for you to impress something on your subconscious mind, you have to, one of the techniques is to think about something repeatedly, yeah. to see it over and over in your mind. 
Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Whatever you see in your mind, your mm. subconscious mind has no choice but to bring it, to draw it closer to you. But most of us, we just dabble. We have a nice thought. Oh, I want to have a house not one day. Oh, okay. But anyway, I can't do that. My money, my salary doesn't allow me to mm. do that. So mm. we put it off. Because there'll always be a reason why you can't do what it is that you want to do. Of course, yeah. But with belief, you have to go beyond that and say, even though I don't have money, even though I don't have an income that will give me the house I want, yeah. somehow I will get that. And when you hold on to that in your mind and you picture it and you visualize it and you think about it and you, you nurse that feeling, that's mm. another aspect of visualization. You have to feel what it would feel like to have that thing. I hear you. I hear you. Mm. Uh, look, there's also an issue that then comes up for me, and this is mm. pro probably because of the work that I do and the spaces that I find myself in. So mm. people, inevitably, at one point or the other, usually younger people find out that I'm I'm, I'm doing radio as an example. They mm -hmm. think it's a glamorous job. It's all mm. great and wonderful. The money must be big. Mm. I must be going to all these fancy parties, etc., etc. Mm. None of those things happen, by the way. But <laughs> they, they that's the assumption that they make yeah, that you're sure. famous, mm. um, and they, that's what they want. And then they come to you and they ask you for mentorship they want advice etc etc mm. but on on first viewing you know on first viewing it might be fair or unfair but on first viewing you look mm. at this young person you're like you don't really have what it cuts you know mm. to to be in what i'm doing mm. say talk radio whatever the case is and even music radio you're gonna have a tough time because do you actually know what you're about etc etc mm. so there's clearly a dream there's clearly clearly a belief and a want and a desire mm -hmm. but the key question is are you necessarily equipped for that mm. dream and that desire so while you're mulling over that particular question i see we have a listener trevor from Pumville in Soweto that also just wants to quickly um, uh, just chime in on this conversation. Trevor, short and sharp, evening, my friend. Good evening, man. How do I turn it? Cheers, man. Great um, stuff, man. Uh, very emotional for me mm -hmm. because right um, if we as a nation, yeah, first, first and foremost, I'm, I'm South African mm. and I'm very patriotic to my country, mm. can Take what the lady has said mm. to hear, and you know, you know what? But uh, with with her eight letter, uh, eight eight page, uh, uh, which is resignation. I'm not casting any expression to anyone. Uh, I'm sorry, you know, your line is breaking a bit and I missed a little bit of what you were saying. So I, I heard you talking about this this eight-page resignation letter from Batabila Lamini. What about it? If she had to have given her chance to listen to the, to the lady that's speaking right now, mm. that's woman power right there. Mm. Right there. That's driving the country forward mm. for all of us. Mm -hmm. Not only for not only for children, not only for, for, for men, not only for, for, you know, I love such conversation. She's very positive in what she does. She's very confident. What you need to do as a country is mm. to cling, cling. There's a word called cling. Yeah. Let's get together and drive forward. Let's forget about everything that's happening or that has happened to all of us mm. and drive forward as one. Okay. Especially with, especially with women on our side. 100%. Okay. I love women. 
Okay, thanks. Thank you. Thanks, thank thanks, you. Trevor. Trevor, all the best to you, mate. Cheers, man. That was Trevor out of Pimpville in Soweto. No, thanks. I mean, clearly you've inspired Trevor. You, you've you've awoken something in him, Mario. But, I mean, getting back to, to my initial question, is there this juncture between what I believe or, or hope for or whatever mm. terminology we're using in this particular instance versus what my circumstances are at a particular point in time? No, not at all. I believe that it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't mm. matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what's happened to you. Because if that mattered, then many of the people that we, we hold in high esteem wouldn't be where they are. Mm. And an example I'd like to use, for instance, is Bonang. Bonang, and she's been a, your queen bee. You know Bonang, right? You know which Bonang I'm referring to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Bonang>. <laughs> just <laughs> clarifying. So when you look at Bonang's story, uh-huh. she didn't just fall out of bed and be the megastar that she is, mm. right? Her story began somewhere. And as far as I know, from what I've read in the media, she started out by going to several auditions. People were passing her by. You can't do this. You're not good enough. You're not what we're looking for. Yeah. And had she listened and said, Aish, do you know what? I'm actually not good enough for this thing. Yeah, she yeah, wouldn't yeah. be where she is today. But because she decided in her spirit that this is what I'm doing, it doesn't matter who says what, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how many rejections I get, I will get there. For sure. Another wonderful example to use is the late Nelson Mandela. Mm, mm. We all know how long he was in prison for. Yeah. And he's written books about how when he was in prison, mm, mm. he still had this hope, this vision that one day mm. this country will be a country of democracy and freedom. Yeah. Now, while sitting in a jail cell, that's not a, an enabling environment, right? Definitely to say not. That yeah. One day this thing mm, can mm. happen. But he had that belief, even though everything around him appeared that it couldn't bring that outcome about. But it did. And mm. I love the example that you used about the, the youth that come to you and say, hey, I want to do what you do. Mm. I want to be on radio, be my mentor. The ones that are serious, they will stalk you. Day and night, day and night. <laughs> and it will get to a point where you'll say to one of them, this person has shown so much commitment. Mm, I've been mm. turning him away for five years, two years, whatever it is. But still, let me give him a shot. He sent me so many demos. He keeps tagging me, whatever. And you, yeah. you'll pick it up that this person is serious. But exactly. most people will just talk and say, oh, I want to be on radio. It's amazing. It's exciting. And then when you say no, they'll try again. And then after a while, I'll be like, ah. This isn't for me. They're not willing to go outside of their comfort yeah, zone yeah. and push it so that you recognize that this person is serious. I hear what you're saying there, and I'm, I'll come back to, to that part of the conversation. Blessing out of Springs joins us on the line. Blessing, good evening. What's your comment or question? Uh, how are you? Uh, I have a question there. Um, when she said, uh, I'm caught in between, differentiating between fantasizing and imagination. Because I remember, I remember when I was in um in a business class. So most of them they said, uh, "Great creators, they are they are part of fantasizing." But I disagree with that because I see fantasizing as a way of escaping reality. Most of them, most of the people that does fantasy, they don't they don't actually come back. From from that, they use that to escape reality. So I just want to get the clarity between that. Like, am I really correct, or I also stand a chance to be corrected there? So basically, you want to know what's the difference between dreaming and fantasizing? After fantasizing. you had basically said, 
the difference in your mind or your idea of what the two are. Thank you so much there, Blessing. Okay, thank you. Cheers, man. I mean, I think it's actually a very good question because obviously sitting there in fantasy, in my mind, I mean, just to extend on, on what Blessing was asking, and I'm not necessarily saying this is what he was asking, but I'm extending uh, my own interpretation, maybe adding on to his question, is all too often I see fantasizing as me sitting there and, yeah, I can dream about the big house or uh, the fancy car or, you know, the, the dream job, but I'm not actually doing much about it. It's just sort of a far distant thing like, oh, it would be so nice, but I'm not doing anything in that. Whereas dreaming in my mind is sort of, it would be lovely to be in that space. These are the steps and things that I need to put in place to get there. Mm-hmm. And then let me start working towards those particular goals. Am I correct? Is he correct mm. in, in his analogy? Well, I, I don't want us to get too bogged down in definitions because sure, sure. different words mean different, different things, things to different, different people. Different people, yeah. Yeah. But what I can say is that what I teach in mm. my in my change creator sessions is that everything begins with a fantasy. Mm, it mm. begins as a beautiful thought in your head. What if that was possible? Hmm. And then we put it away and we carry on with life. And then it pops up again, this beautiful fantasy about this house. And we put it away. Mm. Now, it becomes a goal. I'd like to, I think what would be easier if I differentiate between a goal and a fantasy. Yes, yes. So it becomes a goal when you pluck it out of your mind and you say, this is possible. Mm, mm. And you commit because that's the difference between a goal and a fantasy. A fan- we all have fantasies. We all daydream constantly. Yeah. A billion thoughts go through our mind every day. No, for sure. But when we commit to something and we say that I am going to make this come true, I don't know how, then it comes to life. Mm-hmm. Then you start working towards it. Then you start looking at the house brochures and talking to estate agents, looking at your income, what do you qualify for at the bank? Are you going to buy the house cash, etc.? That's mm. when action comes into place. So when you start taking action, it stops being a fantasy. But everything, I believe, begins with fantasies, visions, ideas, daydreams. But when you commit and you take action, then it comes closer to becoming reality. I hear you. And I think that's also an important one mm. to then uh, craft there. So let's get back to it. I mean, is it is part of the problem? And I'm not saying that you framed that there is a problem. But I mean, I look at sort of the dire circumstances and I'm not necessarily saying that people and I'm not definitely not saying that people choose to be under those circumstances. But do you mm. think that for a lot of people who do find themselves in that hopeless space, mm-hmm. that there's almost a, a, um, a lack of belief and that there's almost a, a resignation to these are my circumstances, that's what my life is. That there isn't anything better beyond this. That better mm. belongs to someone else. And I'm not going mm. to put myself through the disappointment of saying that maybe one day mm. I can move from a shack to a house, uh, mm. from being unemployed to employed, from lacking in education in being able to get my education um, and, and pursuing it further and then obviously improving my circumstances. Mm. Is that maybe part of the fundamental problem? Not that there is a problem between just where you are located right now versus where you could be located in the future. Mm. But the fact that there's almost no, there's a void in that space, that there's nothing to believe in. Mm, Definitely, definitely. And it all begins in the mind. Mm. So whatever it is that you constantly think about is eventually what you become. Mm. It's what you materialize in your life. For you to be here as 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 a radio host, for instance, you didn't just um, wake up and suddenly it fell into place. There were things. <laughs> or did it? 
<laughs> well, you're one of the the lucky few. You're the exception nah, to the rule. <laughs> no, no. I mean, look, I if I think if there's one mm. lesson, and this mm. is why I, I find yeah. this conversation so intriguing, just yeah. to take a quick segue. Okay, is that uh, at the time, mm. obviously, the answer was I, I was very lucky. Because I don't have a background in radio, in journalism, you know, strictly speaking, I don't have an mm-hmm. academic background in in journalism, as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, it was seven or two to open up an opportunity at the time mm-hmm. uh, through auditions and gave us. Uh, there were a whole bunch of us that auditioned and made it onto mm-hmm. air, and we got sent out through, uh, you know, throughout the years. And in June this year, funny, hey, it is June. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm here for eight years now, mm-hmm. right? And I'm the lone survivor from that crop mm. of, of people that uh, tried out at the time. So at the time, eight years ago, I would have told you I'm very lucky. Mm-hmm. Now, eight years later, one understands how much work went into it and how much effort mm. actually went into it. That mm. it wasn't just a case of pitching up and, ah, do a radio show, go home, life is great. <laughs> Believe me, it took a lot of work. Mm. Um, and, and patience with my colleagues sitting here right now, you know, mm. in, in, in trying to get me to this particular point. What I'm mm. getting at mm. is that I think that is the issue, isn't it? Is that a lot of this mm. stuff is that 10,000 hours that you would supposedly mm. talk about. Mm. But before you get to the 10,000 hours, there must be a belief that, listen, I can crack this thing. I am going to do it. And mm. then I'm goal-orientated. And that's how I see it. I'm goal-orientated. Mm. I'm driven. And I'm saying that this is what I want to achieve. And I'm going to go out of my way to achieve it. And the important thing which you mentioned is that you took a step. You went for an addition. You mm. didn't sit around and wait for somebody to come and do something for you. Now, to get back to to what we were talking about previously about a sense of hopelessness and people feeling that there's there's nothing to aspire to, right? Was, mm. was that mm. your yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was saying that it all begins with what you believe. Mm. It all begins with what it is that you're 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 pushing yourself towards. Yeah. Because universal law says that if you're not actively pursuing something, you're disintegrating. There's no such thing as standing still, that nothing is happening. I'm not moving. It's either you're going this way or you're going that way. That's how the energy within the universe works. Even as we sit here, if we decide we're not going to talk and we're sitting here and we're doing nothing, we've already aged a few seconds. Things are Mm, going forward, mm, right? mm, mm. Whether you want to or not. So it's important. And the listeners are going to send emails and then I'm going to get an email tomorrow saying, Gershwin, you don't don't bother coming back. (laughs) You know, and and you will, after that, engagements will suddenly go away. So in other words, and it makes sense, isn't it? Because we've chosen not to do anything. Yeah. And both of us find that our career has taken Mm. a knock as a result. We've Mm. taken, we've regressed, in Mm. other words. We've gone backwards. So I've Uh. lost my job as uh, a host on 702. You have, uh, maybe someone, uh, you know, a potential client was listening uh, for you, one of your your facilitation sessions, yeah, they're like, "Wow, is this the facilitator that we we got? Uh, how about you cancel tomorrow?" You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's there's this wonderful video, um, if I may mention, by Dr. Bruce Lipton. Mm. It's available on YouTube. So he talks about how your mindset, how you're raised, is very important mm. because your environment, your environment. It's so, so powerful in determining what it is that you think about. So most people are where they are Mm. because of the environment that they find themselves in. And I'll give you an example. So let's say, for instance, you're you're living in a township. It's a a one-bedroom. Everybody sleeps in that one place. And your parents are constantly talking about life is hard. Life is a struggle. Life is difficult. Now, when you grow up, automatically you have those beliefs. If you're not um, exposed to anything else if there isn't that person who makes you feel inspired and tells you you can be anything you mm. can do anything you'll grow up thinking that that's just the way life is 
Mm. And even when you find a job, you'll be so grateful because you have this deep, um, deep-rooted deep belief. Life is hard. Life is a struggle. So even though I hate my job, I'm going to sit here. Why? Because mommy and daddy told me that if you get a job, that's all you can ever be. Just hold on to it. Work hard. Do the best you can for your family. That's our lot in life. We don't deserve anything beyond this. Now, on the flip side of that, if you grow up in an environment where there's um, where your parents or anybody is constantly encouraging you. You can do anything. You can be anything. Just believe. Just work hard. Talk to this person. Talk to that person. In time, you'll start believing, I can be anything. I can do anything. So most of the challenges that we face in life, it's not because we're, we're naturally wired and there's nothing else that we can do. It's because we don't challenge the status quo. Mm. And the reason we don't challenge it is because it's comfortable. It's our comfort zone. So, so if you decide, sorry, let me just finish. Yeah, sure, sure. Let me just finish on the comfort zone. It's very, it's a, it's a very important point. No, that it is. I want it is. To make. So, if you decide, for instance, let's say your name is Maya. Let me not use the listener's name because they'll <laughs> phone in and say, "I am that person. I'm, I'm not like that." <laughs> so, so, let's suppose Maya, me, mm. I'm living in a shack. I'm 16 years old, and I say to my parents, "Do you know what? I don't want to live here anymore." I want to travel the world. Mm. In fact, I'm going to go and work as a domestic worker. I'm going to save my income for a year. I'm going to buy a ticket and I'm, I'm going to go to New York. That's what I want. Mm. More likely than not, the first response is, what? You, <laughs> New York. <laughs> On really? a domestic, uh, uh, domestic you worker's You think that's possible. Mm. Just look for a job. Do what all of us have done. Just find yourself a nice, comfortable job. Mm. You're still young. Buy yourself a car. Get married. Have kids. That's the best that you can do. Put away these fantasies of going to New York. Now, because most of us are scared to venture out and we, we, we trust and we, we believe in the opinions of those that we love so much, we put our dreams aside. We say, actually, it's stupid. Me going to New York, that's impossible. Nobody in our family, nobody in our township has ever gone yeah, to exactly. New York. Who do I think I am? Exactly. And we stop. Yeah. So what I wanted to get to is also, mm. you know, what you were talking about in terms of that comfort zone, because I think mm. leaving the comfort zone is mm. more than just uncomfortable. Sometimes it's plain down painful. It is. And I think that's something that I'd like to take up with you after mm. this, because um, you know, going back to the analogy of the job, for example, mm. it, it doesn't have to be someone that's working in a call center, someone who's uh, working in a working class job. It could be someone that is literally working in, uh, they could be the CEO of an institution. Mm. Um, but the fact is, that's what they have. Um, they're under very difficult situations. And, and uh, a lot of the time, they have fantasies of just running off and just, <laughs> I don't know, running into, ru you know, running off and being a beach bum for the rest of the days. But they have responsibilities now. The big mansion, the, the big car, uh, the kids in expensive schools, etc., etc. And what do you do? You stay in their job, right? Mm. Rather than risking the other thing, which is to leaving your comfort zone mm. and, and risking it all. So let's mm. talk a bit about that. What does it take then? to then fulfill that particular dream. 26 minutes to go before we get to midnight. Remember, you can give us a call and contribute to the conversation. 011-883-0702, 021-446-0567. You have 26 minutes left if you want to uh, add uh, your two cents to the pot. 702. Call Late Night Talk on 011-883-0702. Well, guys, I'll look at a couple of WhatsApps very quickly going back before we get back to the question, obviously, that um, I raised just now um, around the issue of, um, uh, you, you know, specifically around 
the issue of belief, uh, uh, you know, in the, in this particular context. But there were a couple of really nice WhatsApps that came through. Someone says, "Oh, I know the biblical story, the one that you mentioned earlier mm-hmm. on there, uh, Mayo." Yeah. Um, I know the biblical story. It's beautiful, but you just gave me a great revelation or analogy. You're just mm. bringing people's spirits alive. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so it says, hi, Gersh. How important is emotional state in visual in the uh, visualization process? I guess that's an important question that we can return mm. to as well a little later on. And then there's also a couple of other um, issues. Um, uh, not issues, but messages that came through via SMS. Mm. I'll get to those a little later on. But let's return back to that question mm. um, that I posed around the issue of comfort zone and leaving that comfort zone. And all too often... Mm. That comfort zone is so all-encompassing. It's so big. Mm. It is so much that you can't possibly, in your mind, afford to lose it. And, and no matter how much you believe or, or how much you want to strive towards a particular goal, if you get my drift. So mm. uh, I want to get an MBA, for example, while working in a particular space. It's going mm. to cost a hell of a lot of money, mm. money that's going to take away from the nice car, the nice house, the whatever else. Mm. Um, so even though I believe that I can achieve and get my uh, MBA and probably become CEO of whichever institution I'm working at. Mm. The fact of the matter is, is that my comfort zone is now the nice house, the nice car, Mm. the nice middle class lifestyle for my family. Mm. And I I don't want to take that away from them in exchange Mm. for my MBA, just as an arbitrary example. Mm. So when it comes to venturing outside of the comfort zone, it's, it's so important to know that you want what it is that you say you want. Because part of venturing out is being willing to do whatever it takes. Now, if you're not willing to let go of certain things, the simple thing for me is that you actually don't want it bad enough. Because Mm. when you want something, you will do whatever it takes. It doesn't matter if you have to downgrade your cost of living. It doesn't matter if you have to sell your house. As long as you know that within you there's this burning desire, there's this fire, you know that this is what you were born for, this is what you were created for, and you feel it on a deeper level. You'll mm. do whatever it takes. I remember, um, to give you an example, when, when I quit my job, my corporate job, it was well-paying. Mm. I had wonderful benefits. I got to travel to different parts of the world, countries I've never been to. But there was something within me that told me, my time is up here. I need to be doing this, what I'm doing, inspiring people, Mm. encouraging people. And if you had told me a few years back that I would be sitting here at 702 talking to you, I would have said, ah, really me? Oh, come on. You know, it's just, it's a fantasy. It's a dream. Uh, uh, What in your pair are you on? Yes, yes. (laughs) And when I now started questioning myself, what Mm. if it was possible? What if I could? What if I, I do have it within me to inspire people? Yeah. And here I am. So you have to believe within you. You have to be willing to do whatever it takes to go past all kinds of conversations that are holding you back from going for what it is that you want to go for. And a lot of the time, that is mm. exactly the problem, isn't mm. it? It's those internal conversations that we have yeah. with ourselves, those mm. uh, self-limiting conversations that says that not. Mm. And then that's what the next mm. issue that I wanted to bring up is the nature of what we are talking about. Mm. Is it all too often part of the fear in terms of belief is... Mm. Or, or what, maybe there is a belief, but it's not strong enough. I don't know if I'm using the right terminology mm. here, but mm-hmm. I have this dream mm. of retiring and, and, and just traveling the world. That's my dream. That mm-hmm. now I've raised my kids, they got their education, and they're building their own lives. Mm. And I've worked hard for a number of years. And before I get to that stage whereby I can't use the loo on my own and I can barely walk, 
mm-hmm. I want to go and just travel the world. Get onto buy myself a yacht. My mm-hmm. wife and I just get onto that yacht and we just travel the world and mm-hmm. we just do our thing, you know, for forever and ever until uh, the sun sets. Um, but there, there's part of that that makes you think, but that's a bit of a crazy idea. It's such a big thing. It's such a, mm-hmm. it's almost, you know, it, mm. if I think about it practically, it's almost unachievable. Mm-hmm. Isn't that part of the issue as well where mm. um, a lot of the time your belief or your dream, at the, your, your destination, your end point mm. is almost too big for you to, to mm. move towards and to actually believe in. Mm. And then it becomes a fantasy almost. Mm, and your one of the the listeners um, asked a question. You mentioned it before we went on break to say that how important is your state of mind when you're believing and you're visualizing and so on. Your your emotional state. That's how I understood his question. Mm-hmm. So the subconscious mind, where your your beliefs are, where your programming is, where you run on autopilot almost. Um, that part of you doesn't know the difference between a truth, the truth, and a lie. So when you can impress an idea constantly on mm. your subconscious mind, mm, mm. in time, it will believe it. And a powerful tool that people can use is something called a vision board, a, fi- a vision wall, where you cut out pictures. So let's say, for instance, you want to go travel the world, go to the Bahamas, um, Cyprus, wherever. Mm. You can cut out physical pictures of that place, put it on a picture, I mean on a on a board, and look at that board as often as possible. So in time, you'll begin to believe in a deeper space within yourself, that this is true. And things will happen, providence, they call it. Mm. That you'll attract the right people, the right circumstances that will take you to where it is that you eventually want to be. Now, for some people, this might sound like fantasy, right? It might sound mm. like, yeah, right, my, okay, yeah, I visualize. But it's not something that you visualize for one week. It's not something you think about for one week. It's something that you have to do constantly, over and over and over again. For some people, it takes six months. For other people, it might take a year. It might take two years. Now, having said that, does that mean that every single thing that you believe for will come true? No, definitely not. It doesn't mean that. But it does mean that if you don't believe in anything and you just go through life with the direction of the wind, Mm. then you don't have a shot at anything. Absolutely nothing will happen. You have to aim at something. But, uh, you know, and, and the one thing that all stands out for me in terms of what to aim for, mm. for, the, for there to be anything to aim for, you need a hell of a lot of, uh, the one thing that's obvious for me mm. is, is imagination. Mm. You need to have a strong sense of imagination. And I'm mm. just, again, thinking about circumstances and whether that mm. type of, there is a space to foster and grow and fertilize mm. that imagination, if you get my drift there. Mm. Uh, because, again, going back to that analogy of what the problem is, is that here you are, um, again, in that shack, mm. uh, you know, everything else seems to be a far fantasy, what you see on TV. Mm. Uh, how much access do you have to books, uh, mm. you know, to expand your mind, so to speak? Because, you know, mm. every person that has sort of uplifted themselves from poverty and difficulty will tell you that mm. I read a lot and made mm. me imagine I was wanting that life. And I, mm. you know, the cocktail parties and the fanciness and the champagne. And that's what I was looking for. So, you know, that for me is, 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 is something that I think we can come back to be, uh, after mm. speaking to Blessing in Pretoria. Okay. Who actually has a question on comfort zones? Uh, good evening to you, Blessing. Thanks for joining us, man. Hi, Bible. Hi, Grisha. How are you doing? No, great stuff, man. Great, thanks. I love the conversation. Um, I just want to add on to what Maya actually said. I mean, actually, the brain. I just want to add to to say that uh, much of um, the belief or the comfort zone, rather, the comfort zone, much of it really originates about uh, around the. Uh, 
our social environment. Mm. Right? Is that is that, is that it, it, it's a it's a factor of of of, of the other individuals that fought that that are around us because they also have their own beliefs. And what happens is because we have we have group thinking that takes place. Mm. Right, and I might have just said um about like voicing out your your intentions, like saying, you know, I want to do this, and then you have a situation where someone else perhaps has, has, does not have that kind of um, foresight, does not intend to live their life in that manner, and then you get a, you get sort of like resistance. Uh, and what I've, what, mm, I, what mm. I kind of, you know, what I've kind of like told myself is, what I've kind of noticed is that people who succeed, succeed together. Mm. Right? So, if, if if you if you have a if you have a, a friend a five friends that are billionaires, you're mm. most likely gonna be a billionaire. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, your no, environment. Uh, about, yeah, yeah, yeah the, the, the people that you surround yourself with, what type of ideas do they inculcate in you? How do they support you? That type of thing as well, right? Hundred percent. Sure, sure, mate. Let's leave it there, blessing. Thank you so much, man. Thanks, thank you. Shop, shop. I was blessing out of Pretoria. I mean, it does make a valuable point there because I think that's also the other part. I mean, going back to what you were talking about earlier on there, uh, Mayo, is, mm. uh, for example, uh, the 16-year-old in the shack, that analogy that you use there, mm. wants to travel to New York. And you have family, you have friends, you have teachers, you have uh, all kinds of people. Rather than sort of encouraging you, uh, either being a bit snotty about it and, and almost making fun of this idea, this grand idea that you have. Alternatively, just telling you that, no, man, come on, you mm. you know, no one in our township has even left this township. They've never mm. traveled beyond this province. You want to fly all the way to New York. Uh, you know, it's a fantasy. It's crazy. You know, rather spend your time on making sure you have enough to eat than, mm. you know, uh, having pipe dreams of flying off to New York. And, uh, you know, especially with the circumstances that you're left with uh, or that you're most likely going to occupy, you're probably going to be a domestic worker. You're probably going to be a petrol attendant. Mm. There's no petrol attendant or domestic worker that goes to New York. You know, that type of thing. Yeah. Those are the messages that we're more likely to hear than to say, no, go for it. It's it's a dream. It's a crazy dream, but go for it. Mm. Mm. No, that's very true. And... um one thing about going after your dream mm. is at the beginning, you have to make peace that you may have to walk it alone. Mm. If your husband doesn't believe in it, your wife, your parents, your children, if you believe in it that much, you have to at some point make peace and say, I will go it alone. Why? Because when you achieve that dream, you will come back a better person for them. You will come back fulfilled. You'll come back energized and Sometimes people won't always understand you at the beginning. They want to see it unfold first. And then they'll be like, ah, but we always knew it. We always knew that you had it within you. And I also wanted to quickly touch on what we were talking about previously about the importance of going for something. So I believe that there's always an energy guiding you, your energy within you, your spirit mm, is always mm. guiding you to where you need to be. And we, we're caught up in the culture of a good thing happened to me or a bad thing happened to me. But ultimately, everything is working together for your good to take you to where you need to be. Sure. Um, John Coho, I love John Coho, as you may have noticed. So he's written a wonderful book about quantum physics and the senses beyond our five senses, mm -hmm. because we process everything through the five senses and anything beyond that, which we can't perceive, 
we 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 te- we we don't think about it because we're not consciously aware of it but there is energy and force around us that's taking us to where we need to be and at times you have to follow that energy because it's through the fires of life that we're refined so not every bad thing that happens to you is an indication to say i need to stop this thing because if because you might easily fall into the trap of thinking going back to my example everybody tells me this is a ridiculous ridiculous idea mm. you're going to new york sure. let me just leave it but life will test what you believe it will give you fire to see how much do you really want this thing that you say and when you can go through your fear when you can go through the other side mm-hmm. will smith once said that your your dreams are on the other side of your fear So when you can cross through that and no matter what happens no matter how many people fall by the wayside mm. you will get to where it is that you want to get you you'll get to your promised land. So one of the things that uh, you know stand out for me I mean talking about the whole issue of fear mm. um is you know I, I for me personally and I'll use myself as a personal example in this instance because it I guess it's the best example is I'm very goal orientated. Mm. Um I set certain goals and I'm very I'm I'm lucky in that many of the goals that I've set myself have been achieved in one shape or the other. Mm-hmm. But of course along their journey you do get rejection. Mhm. So in other words I believe that I can do this I I back myself, you know, inverted mm-hmm. commas that if I'm going to send this email and I'm going to propose that I can do a b c d mm-hmm. that I'm going to get it. And then uh, you know I would say 8 7 to 8 out of 10 times I get a response saying thank you Mr. Brooks. be keen on it let's go with this mm-hmm. right and it feels great it feels wonderful when you get that yes yeah but the 3 out of 10 sucks mm. and really 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 knocks me mm. when you get that no because guess what you back to yourself you believe in yourself yes, yes, you're exactly. like i can do this i can do this radio show i can mm. do this whatever mm. and someone comes back to you and says no yeah not 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 you sorry you're not the guy for this one Mm. Um I mean does it also have an impact because can it mm. sort of take away from the belief can it start eroding that belief because mm. yeah you are you've backed yourself and someone says no So I love that you've given 3 out of 10 as an example mm. Now let's suppose you you never believe you never try anything Yeah you won't even get 1 out of 10 So the power of ah. belief is that when you believe in something you know that you will achieve something So if you don't try at all and you're afraid and you think what if I fail therefore I'm not going to try not even one of your goals will be accomplished but 3 out of 10 is better than 0 out of 10 because you didn't try you didn't believe in anything so when it comes to your 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 belief being eroded definitely you if all of us when we take a knock it sucks right it mm, feels horrible exactly. i mean i don't always get what i want but one thing that i know is that what i do get it always leads me to the next step and going back to what i spoke uh, to about the okay. energy that yeah. is around us that's guiding us to where mm, we need mm, to mm. go the energy beyond our senses that energy knows where it is that you need to be it knows what it is that you were created for but because we're so caught up in in wanting to know each and everything we want to see the steps of our life we wish we could right we wish we could see how it you know me so goes. well <laughs> <laughs> no you know why because the thing is but we we that, never know from, everything we, because that's my uh, biggest problem is that mm. I, i get it now and then Again, in retrospect, mm. when I when I think about it, oh no, it all came together. And, you mm, know, I love it exactly. how a, be- a plan all comes together, etc. Together et cetera, for et cetera. good. Yes. But the thing is, it's mm. damn annoying. Mm, it's painful. <laughs> it sucks. Because the thing is, yeah. is that 
what should have mm. happened, you know, at the time, I thought, no, five mm. years ago, I was ready for that. Mm. But now it happens five years later. Mm. And yeah, thanks, it finally happened. But gee, mm. I'm, I'm pretty sure I could have done it back mm. then. Mm. And, and, and I'm, I'm a bit of a control freak. And I think a lot of people find themselves in that space, especially mm. driven people who mm. want to be in charge and large mm. and in charge and everything must happen the way that they want it to happen. Mm. Um, and then that could be frustrating as well, is it not so? And, and actually, what you're mentioning is one of the biggest stumbling blocks, why people don't get going, why people don't take action, because they want to see step one to 100. And if they can't mm. see how they're going to achieve it, they think, ah, I'm actually better off where I am because I don't know where I'm going to get the money. I don't know where I'm going to get the networks, the contacts. I don't know how I'm, I'm going to live in, in that house, for instance. We've used the, the example of a house. And so they, they stay where they are. But one thing about how life works is it won't always show you. It will never show you all of the steps, rather. It will never show mm. you. But the first step, you will always know. The first step that you need to take yeah. towards something. And the reason for that is now is all we'll ever have. We don't have the past. It's in the past. Yeah, yeah. We won't experience the future as the future. We'll experience it as now. So now we'll always be here. So when you want to to study towards an MBA, the first step is to find out how much it costs, find out the different institutions, find out the different funding that's possible. And as you commit and you say, I want to do this, yeah, yeah. somehow providence will work in your favor and your steps will be ordered. But it begins with you taking action. Mm. Going back to my example of Bartimaeus, if Bartimaeus had sat there when people said, shut up, you're making noise. Jesus has got more important things to do than dealing with you. He wouldn't have got his healing. He would have just sat there and said, okay. But he forced his way through <laughs> the sharp. crowd. I'm sharp. <laughs> he forced his way through yeah. the crowd. He took a step. He took action. Mm. He just knew somehow I'm going to get there. But it's also and about urgency, isn't it? That's the tenacity. That's the drive that we need to have. And also urgency, because I mm. also think that a lot of it also has to do with mm. uh, procrastination. And I think that yeah. for me is my uh, one of my biggest disappointments is, mm. is that uh, a lot of the time procrastination also has a role to play. Mm. You know that all the, I think all of us, when you reach a particular age, mm. uh, whether, I don't know, is it 35, is it 30, whatever. But mm. you always say to yourself that, you know, if I had this mind in the body back then, Mm. You know, I would have been able to. Because you always have these wonderful ideas when you're younger. Mm. You want to do this, you want to do that. And a lot of the time you spend your time, rather than pursuing the idea, saying, let's have another beer. You know, <laughs> and then mm, it sort of dissolves true. there. And we want things to unfold overnight, in a week, mm. in a year. Mm. We always overestimate what we can do in a year and underestimate what we can do in 10 years. So in order to bring about change in your life, it takes time. But most of us want things quickly. We're, we live in an instant generation where everything happens now. But when you commit to mastering something, when you commit to taking small little actions mm, mm. every single day, as the expression goes, yeah. the ocean is made up of many drops. Mm, mm. Change happens in needlepoint moves. It doesn't happen overnight. But people don't want to go through the process. And because of that, they feel, ugh. It's actually better. Right that is here why. That is why we then mm. focus so much of our belief on believing that we're going to win the lotto rather mm. than, uh, mm. you know, making lotto money through ourselves through mm. our own efforts. Mm. Um, I mean, I find this absolutely fascinating. Now, there's obviously two questions that remain in the two minutes or minute and a half that we have left. Are you uh, serious? We've got yeah. two minutes left. A minute and a half. Literally. Wow. Okay. Um, I mean, first and <laughs> foremost is. Yeah. Do you have a website? Is there are there spaces that we can go to? Are you going to give any talks anytime soon, mm. where one can explore further this idea of the power of belief? 
Yes, so I'm working on doing a talk that's open to the public. So most of the, well, all of the talks that I've done so far are through corporate where I get hired mm-hmm. to speak to a group of executives or women or young people, etc. So that the message is targeted. But I am working on something. And in order to connect with me, you can find me on my website. It's myofebi.com. My name is spelled M-A-I-Y-O. Febi is F for food, E-B-I. Dot com, and that's the same name for my Instagram account and for Facebook. It's my name with official at mm. the end. And it's also the same for LinkedIn. So those are the places that people can connect. Because I tagged you on Twitter and it was a bit old. I don't know. No, Twitter, Twitter. I'm scared of Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you half the time. I'm scared of Twitter. <laughs> I need to overcome my fear in that area. That's where I need to work on my fear. <laughs> you need to believe that you exactly. can overcome Twitter. <laughs> Definitely. Listen, it was stunning having you in studio. Um, really a great conversation. As you said that, Time mm. just flew by and there's so many mm. other things that I wanted to explore with you, but I think that we got mm. the gist of it. Just one thing before I go, sorry. So, and as much as I do group coaching, I also wanted to mention that I do individual coaching where we address specific needs within your life. So it doesn't just have to be your professional life. It mm. can be a personal problem that you're, you've been, it's been sitting on your shoulders for the past few years and you want to work through this thing. So that's what I also do. And all the information on all the services I offer are on my website. Awesome stuff. Two minutes to go before we get to midnight.